simple, consistent simplicity will win over all the time. You're listening to Australia's podcast for accountants, Tax Talks, the podcast to grow your firm. Welcome to episode 249 of Tax Talks. This is Heide Robson and thank you to Class for sponsoring this episode. Your website is part of your marketing. Even if you don't have a website, it still says something about you. Your website represents you be it by its lack of existence or by its design. So it should look good. Your website should help you to convert or keep a client. But how do you achieve that? What should your website look like? What should it say or not say? Melissa Donnelly, who you met in previous episodes, will try to give you an answer. To make this as practical and hands-on as possible, I used an example, the website of a small accounting practice called Number. And I asked Melissa, to tear it apart without any mercy or regard, to tell you what works and doesn't work. Because whatever it is, chances are that your website might face similar issues. And so here's Melissa back at the wobbly table that sounds like we are having lots of cups of tea. Learning number one, make it easy. Directional icons, I call yeah. these. I use non-technical terms. Every web developer out there will have a heart attack. So, yeah, having a directional icon is great because it's telling people where to go. This is a nice backup. The mm. message is if you have a slide, the slide should move automatically. Clients shouldn't have to move from slide to slide on your yeah. above the fold. Think about how much effort are you wanting them to do. So you want them to have to put in minimal effort for maximum value. So... We're visual creatures, so that changing imagery catches people's eyes. So you don't want to have it changing too quickly. And you've also, again, got to think about your audience. And I had a reminder of this actually on Melbourne Cup Day, sitting with a, a girlfriend and I was doing my once-a-year online betting and I couldn't get the final thing across. And I'm sitting there flicking through this side on my mobile phone and she goes, oh, you need to right swipe. Now, I'm obviously too old and out of date. And I went, oh, so the close of the deal, so it was a vertical scrolling site that then went to a, a swipe at the edge. You've, you've got to think about what your user tolerance is for having to navigate manually through your site because if it's an older market, obviously I was showing my age on Melbourne Cup Day, but if it's an older market, all this and then vertical scrolling, so where you're going horizontal and then you're going vertical or you've got navigation that's a little funky, that can actually get just a little bit hard. So you don't want to be too cool for school. When I worked at MTV, we kind of got too cool for school for a while and forgot that our advertisers were older and we were trying to sound and look like 18-year-olds, but the advertisers weren't. So we had a kind of whole thing about let's not be too cool for school and I think that's one thing with websites. You've just got to be a little bit, a little bit careful of Learning number two, optimise for mobile. I would be interested to know too, this particular site, how that effect works in mobile. And we never develop sites now. In fact, we never do it. In the old days, you would develop it right on a desktop and then you'd optimise it for mobile. Now the design and everything is done on an assumption of multiple platforms. In fact, it's almost done from mobile looking back to desktop because that's more likely to work. So it'd be interesting to see how this kind of format works on mobile. So you're stacking. Yeah. So see where you're stacking there. So so we've got big, bold images, which is great. 
Learning number three, be clear on the offer. But then I still don't know what this is about. Because you've asked me a question. Managing your SMSF. Yeah, so it's like managing your SMSF. So I'm saying you're asking me if I am. And if I go, yes, it's good to be in cold. Just get the backup you need for what? I would say I actually do have an SMSF. I'm still not quite sure what I'm meant to do here. Mm -hmm. Um, So you really want to have, and if you've got a tagline, this is where you put these really strong, compelling taglines up because theoretically that sums up your offer. So it's great to pose a question for me, but you need to tell me what's in the box really quickly. Learning number four, show your contact details. Next point, Mm. and no phone number above the fold issue. Well, yes. We've just done a site for a client of mine that's in um, called Governance Works um, and I don't think he's pushed it live yet and the developer and I were having backwards and forwards because, again, it's a very, very simple single landing page with a couple of pieces of content sitting behind that and we've put the phone number top right and there were discussions about, oh, do we put the contact detail? But, again, we went, we've got to get that contact information above the fold. So, yes, so we've done that. Now, this site here has contact. I prefer more friendly, personable navigation myself. So I would put small things, but contact us. We're people, we exist, we're real. But in this case, that may not be their business model. So it's got contact there, which is fine. And they've gone with an informal language here. It's probably a little low down, I I think, So we've got a number there. So again, I would have had the contact information right up above the fold. Because at the moment, a photo photo and just slogans is above the fold. Yeah. You would put the contact information right above the fold. I would have that above. Again, if your geographic location is important in terms of people coming to your office, etc., having your Google map there linked to your Google business account, that could be important. This probably wouldn't be the place, for instance, I'd have a marketing tagline like we are number there. This is a transactional page. I just want to reach you and I want to do it now. So I'm like, I've got to actually do more here. Okay, so on the contact page, make it easier to contact and have less spill about yourself. Yeah, you don't need it. By then I'm I'm wanting to connect. Another question, Mm -hmm. phone number. When you show your phone number on the top of the page... Mm. Is a mobile number okay or should it be a 02 or 03 number? I'm in two minds about this. Um, and, in fact, the designer and I had a difference of opinion on this on the Governance Works site. Phil's mobile number is up top right. I'm probably not – I think it looks a little bit mm. – Unprofessional when it's a mobile yeah, number. Yeah. So, uh, look, don't forget, though, the other contacts are LinkedIn. You have to be on LinkedIn if you are not get on it. If you are in professional services, if you're in business and you're not on LinkedIn, get on it. So you have your LinkedIn. So you, you can have from your site, again, click through to connect with me on LinkedIn. You could have it click through like a little phone icon, click through here and then the number can come up on screen. I think that would probably look more sophisticated. But I'm, I've been shot down by a very experienced designer who's done Phil's site. So I'm going to go with her on that one. So. I see. So she says don't have Get mobile numbers. No, she's with the mobile number. I, I don't love it. Phil's going to kill me if he hears this. But Learning number five. Have your clear call to actions. I guess I'm still struggling to go, what, what's, what's in this what for me? This I don't about? understand home business wealth SMSF, but you've said SMS here. What's this thing about control? I don't understand. The navigation here is not guiding me. So, again, if you say, what's the KPI here? It needs to be one click to the content I want. 
So I'm an SMSF holder. So theoretically, I've come here because of something to do with my SMSF. Where's my one click? So would you put a call to action above the fold right on the big slide? On this particular one, there's way too much going on here. It would just add more clutter. You've got white content sitting on a very colourful image. And if we go to the next... Oh, sorry, it's not a screen. It's not a touch screen. Oh, touch screen. <laughs> if we go to the next page here, you've oh, actually no, got actually white sitting content white sitting. White. So there's a lot going on here. If you added any more in here, I'm lost. You've gone to white space down here. But again, I'm going business plus wealth plus SMSF equals what? Oh, no. Well, there, there's heading. So I'm down... Below the fold, two-thirds of the way down the page before there's anything for me to actually click on, barring the top navigation here. So depending on your business model, yes, a call to action, but almost right up in your masthead is the guy. So the client I've uh, mentioned a couple of times that does is looking for candidates. They need to recruit. We're about to go back into their site, but they've got a hiring now right there. That's one of the most dominant things on their masthead because that's what I want you to do. I want you to click through from here straight to the careers portal mm -hmm. and sign up to work with us. If accountants want potential clients to call them, you would have a call us button up here with the phone number. Yeah, yeah. And again, it just it, And then it also maybe email you. us button. Yeah, and they've done that here. So if you, if you go through here, I'm assuming this takes you through to a contact page. Learning number six, be consistent. Think about consistency here. So remember I was talking before about a simple message communicated consistently. We've got contact and then we've got connect with us. Then we've got give us a shout. What are you trying to say? So it's even with your calls to action where you can be really simple and really consistent with connect with us, contact us, stick mm -hmm. with one or the other. Don't don't have multiple because um, you can get into a space and I've been guilty of us realising we've done it where you end up with 14 different ways to connect and contact with us all on one page and it's like what am I doing here? So And, again, they might be for different reasons. So one might be subscribe for our newsletter and one might be sign up for our events and one might be connect with us. Complicated. Go back. Simple, consistent simplicity will win over all, all the time so okay so have just yeah. call us everywhere or email us uh, yeah, or contact whatever, us but whatever it is your, but just one yeah think about your business model and mm -hmm. think about what do i want this person to do once they're once they're here learning number seven focus on the solution now i'm hovering the mouse over business or wealth or smsf and mm. articles and services comes up again good or should the word just click directly through or is this drop down menu okay they can get a bit frustrating sometimes on touch screen but again that's a developer thing if you think about clients don't care how clever you are and i'm being brutal but ultimately that is our little selfish sense none of us care how clever the barista is or how clever our accountant or lawyer it just fix my problem By putting articles there first, you're saying, here we go, the priority is for us to tell you how clever we are. Really, the priority should be, what's business got to do with the problem I need solved from this website or the information I want to get? So services, to me, would be more important. Learning number eight, avoid shopping lists. And not us saying, these are all our services. Shopping lists of services are death. They're absolute death. Get down to what's the solution relating to business, relating to wealth, relating to SMSF that we have for you. And then read more, 
interested in more, they can click through and then you can have your long shopping lists of stuff because that's somebody that's actually wanting more detail and that's fine. You've got to respect that. But sit it at the back and only have it served up when people ask for it. I see. But at the front, what are the three solutions here? So if we just dive into this area here. They start with a shopping list of services and prices. Yeah. That is not good. And if that's their model, so if their model is uh, kind of online shopping, that to me is an online shopping thing. So that's cool. If that's their model that you online shop. So there's no people here. This is which contradicts their contact us, we are number, says we are a group of people who are number. This says just come and online shop. You don't need to deal with us. We'll just take your paperwork and we'll flick you an email back. I'm, I'm not getting a sense of a team servicing me here. And why? Why am I going to buy your bookkeeping? Why am I going to buy your tax returns? Why am I going to buy your add-ons, which is a terrible mm. name? So even if you're going to have something like that because that's your model, at the top above it, you need to say why. And they've kind of done it here. So to run your business, you need accurate numbers and good advice. Fair call. We are chartered accountants, registered tax agents uh, based in, I don't really care about that. Our sole focus is to have your back. So there's some really nice language and ideas in here, but the sequencing's not not quite right. So start with the solution. Don't start with the shopping. Let's start with the solution. Yeah, you know, we used to talk about in the, I, I used to do a lot of work in, in IT doing PR and marketing and comms with IT companies. And we talked about the box selling mentality, right? The the account taking one where you go, there's a box with your software in it, buy the box. This is not that. What they've done at the top there is, so if you're selling a box, you're just going to sell the benefits of the product in the box. So you're going to try and sell product benefits and the person takes the order or they don't. This is a much more complicated thing because, as we talked about earlier, they're, they're buying the, the solution that you're selling, but they're buying the way they feel about you, trust, a whole lot of other stuff. Well, if you put your three boxes at the top of your page, that's that's box selling. And, and they've contradicted themselves because below that, they've actually got some really nice reasons for me to go and do business with them, which aren't about the box. They're about, you know, we know that your issue, your challenge is accurate numbers and good advice. We know that. So that's the problem you've got. We get that. Tell me. Tell me at the start and then I'll go and click on your boxes and do your online selling. Mm -hmm. So this is being about really clear what's our business model and, and I will always say this with websites, what is your business purpose? And that's why when someone says my website's rubbish, I go, great. Sorry, it's rubbish, but great. You've identified that. That's the last thing we do. And then we won't even need to have this discussion because mm. the website will create itself, if mm. that makes sense. So the big question is basically, do you offer personalized service? Do you want to be a face that is your business? Do you want your business to have a face that people can feel connected yeah, with? Yeah. If that's the case, then don't have shopping lists at all. Well, I would counsel never have a shopping list because what you're doing is saying, these are all the things we do. And I'm like, yeah, but... Well, I don't I don't know. I don't know if I need bookkeeping. I don't know if I need those accounting services. I don't know if I need dip seven A's. I'm a punter. I run a business. So my mind is I run a business. I so there I'll tell you the reason I changed to my last accounting firm. One was um, some client service issues, but the other reason was that I was trying to flip my business model around. It was needing a better, more rigorous cash flow management system and my current account just couldn't 
get it. I kept having this conversation in my non-accountant speak and they just couldn't get it. And we spent months and months and months and I'm paying them to do spreadsheets for me that weren't working. So um, my new accountant found me on LinkedIn, sent me a message about something and I looked at his LinkedIn post and went, you get my size of business. So I rang him and said, this is what I need. Can you do this? And he went, yep, bang, done. Within two weeks, he had my business from start to finish. So by using the product, the list of products there, I don't know what I don't know. Mm -hmm. So you tell me what I need and then I'll buy it. So in this instance here, you need accurate numbers and good advice is great. Yeah, take that out. Yeah, but then have that at the top if we can Mm -hmm. scroll back up then. So rather than just bookkeeping tax returns, your accurate numbers will come from these services. Great advice, great tax advice will come from these things. I go, oh, they're the things that make up great tax advice. Cool, yeah, I get that. You're kind of delivering here a scope of works, but I haven't given you a brief yet, so how can you tell me what the scope of works needs to be, if that makes sense? Is mm-hmm. that, is that yes. making sense? Yes, so, it yeah, makes perfect so, sense. So, and, and, again, I don't want to work through a list of stuff. I'm, I'm like, more than one bank account, monthly, bad, IAS, what is that? So it depends who they're targeting, but from the it's language, it seems they're targeting me, and I work with companies in this space. I happen to know what a Div 7A is because I have to write about it sometimes, but I can't even tell you all this stuff. So compelling? No, not for me. I feel terrible for whoever this is. (laughs) Learning number line, your photos tell a story. I immediately am going, oh, you don't want to talk to me because I don't live in Sydney because these are all Sydney images. So I'm immediately going, okay, well, this is obviously a Sydney-based business. They don't want to talk to me. So I'm, I'm gone off this. So the image is beautiful, but think, so the image, this has communicated. Yeah, the image is, is not consistent. Well, it's not, yeah, there's colour palette and things, but think about that image. So that image screams, which is gorgeous, Sydney, right? Absolutely screams. You've also used Bondi Icebergs, which says it screams to me that you're probably looking for a client that's a high net worth individual or wealthy business person. So if that's what you're intending to communicate, and you can use a website quite deliberately to alienate people that you don't want to do business with, that's fine. No, absolutely no dramas there. But is that what you want? Do you want to be seen as Sydney only, high net worth individuals, yes or no? So think about those images. The world we live in now, there are so many great places to get free imagery or get inexpensive imagery use them and use the imagery to again cut through the clutter so the minute that people come to your website that the images are super important and again to have a website now with a lot of copy and no images is is a no-no we just won't read we just will not read learning number 10 optimize your above the fold actually if we go back to the home page you've really that this this piece this is such important real estate this is you you the above the fold your home page above the fold what do you want to say here that people go aha uh-huh. so the aha moment why me why now what, what why am I going to keep looking at this so in there again you want to keep it simple so this is great there's not a lot of copy here I think all this is great like I said the image looks stunning but what are you wanting me so I'm managing my SMSF so I go yes it's good to be in control yes. Just get the backup you need. I don't, I, no, genuinely, I don't, I'm not quite sure I understand that. So mm. so it's nearly there. It's two-thirds of the way there, but it, it needs to be that yeah. compelling bit that says to me, it's good to be in control. You know, I don't know if this is a, a 
So say it's a, a cloud-based yeah, you know updating the, system. You know the our, cloud, our, cloud up, our cloud system will update your governing rules automatically. You know, that's too much wording, but that's that. I then go, oh, okay, yeah, because I, I need my fund updated according to the governing rule. Oh, okay, so it does that. So it's kind of like what's that, that bit that says this is what we'll do to keep you in control? Mm-hmm. The message, of course, for most accountants will be, the behind-the-scenes message, of course, will be hire us to do the accounting for your SMSF or business or whatever mm. it is. Mm. But, of course, you can't say it like that. Yeah. Well, ultimately, I mean, you are, you could. That would be fun. Like, hire us now could be a call to action. That would be challenging. <laughs> Give it a go. But if this, if this, so I guess I'm a little confused because this, this to me screams you just want to talk to me about my SMSF. But if it's, if it's about the broader thing, what, has been said further on under the business section of as a as a business person control we know control is important for you we know accuracy in your financial dealings is important to you leave it with us so you know access the tagline is we get it that covers a whole multitude of stuff but ultimately that's all I want people to feel when they deal with access is we get it and that was based on an insight where a client says said to me, and this is unprompted, said, we use access as a verb around here, just access it. So just do it. They're saying just access it, just get it done. So we get that. We get that corporate structures just need to get done. So this is what this is about. So in a way, this business has, number has said to me very strongly out of this whole website, buried down at the bottom of the business section, that they understand that accuracy is really important and, and you know, and, or again, take that one step further and say control is important to you, but we also know you're not an expert in this. Guess what? We are. It's all we do. We love this stuff. We love accuracy. We love the numbers. You know, people that my husband does it. He gets off on Excel spreadsheets that work. He just, he sits there going, that is a piece of art. So if this company sees this work as a piece of art sees really clean bookkeeping that's accurate as a work of art and sees integrity around uh, your tax compliance as a work of art, here's my business, take it, run with it. That's where I'd be going with something like that and that's what I would say right there. So, again, yes, then I'm going, yeah, I'll hire you for my tax. Oh, you do bookkeeping as well. Oh, and you do SMSF. Learning number 11, keep the navigation bar simple. I think that's what they're trying to say up here. We do business, we do wealth management, we do SMSF. So if that's what's being said there, I would restructure that navigation around, you know, you could even combine three and have a single, you know, solutions for your business, something like that as your navigation piece and then have your three sitting underneath that. So, again, you're not wrecking any pages that you've developed but you're then saying, the, the solutions that we have for your business are... Have one button that says services and then yeah, a drop-down menu, yeah. which is basically business with SMSF. Mm. Do you see the slight difference in that yes. you're making it really easy then for me to go, our solutions, oh, solutions, okay, that's what I'm looking for. So, or our services, that's what I'm looking for. So basically, I don't have too many words up on the uh, Keep it simple. top Keep top the bar. navigation simple. Learning number 12. Show the team. Depends on your business model, but if number is very few, I mean, unless this is a DIY style online accounting offer, 
like a zero, which has no people, doesn't profess to have people, you can't talk to people at zero. Correct. Which is fine for their business model. Uh, frustrating when you're trying to do zero exactly. con with them. But if this is about the people, where's the team? And I can tell you now the most trafficked pages on most of my client sites in this in this environment, whether they're law firms, accounting firms, financial services, is us, our team. People want to know who they're dealing with. They want to know... And again, please don't write bios ever that start with, Listen, I only graduated with a Bachelor of Business Communication from QUT in 1945. <laughs> nobody cares about that. I look good for my age, don't I? Um, nobody cares about that. That's the clever bit that they don't care about. But the bio should be about what do I think and do every day that solves a problem for you? One of the sites I think, and I was part of the original development, but it's the, the company I've taken it on. If you look at Redship, the Redship Lawyers uh, website, they're based in Brisbane. Their staff bios are superb. They're personal, they're compelling, they tell a bit of a story, you get to know people, and I know those pages are really, really well trafficked. People want to know who they're dealing with. So if your business is around your clients wanting to know who they deal with, that needs to be up here. Actually, quick question. If it's a one-man shop, would you show the about or team page? Um, yeah, I mean, person? again, I think I think Affinity is guilty of this. It's about to be redeveloped because it's 10 years old and looks and feels that. Who's, um, who's Infinity? Do Affinity you mean- is mine. Oh, I um, see. I have a terrible feeling I may have used us in my site. I run a virtual business. I've got a lot of agencies that work with me so I can get away with it. But I think it's a bit disingenuous to have, if you're a practice, if you're a practitioner, be a practitioner, be a me, be an I. I am brand Melissa Donnelly. So in that instance, yes, I think you are important because you are the business. But I think to say about us and then have one person there, that looks disingenuous. Just be what you be what you are. So it should be about me. Yeah, yeah. Who I am. With the Governance Works site, that's a it's a again, as I said, a landing page. And there are three columns in it. Not literal actually they're pretty, pretty much our literal comments so we've got the masthead and then in the three columns we've got two particular service areas that um, we're driving business to at the minute and then we've got a thing about phil anton the managing director because his credibility he is governance works so again he's got people in the background doing work but really he is governance works so people are buying him so if that's what they're buying that's what you need to share and have a really great high quality shop that's not taken from a webcam on your laptop so yeah so I think one man band you still don't need a, mm, you don't need a I would say about a practice model is and and sorry I always say but I have borrowed this from smart people like Matt Church and others a practice model is like you you're a neurosurgeon right so you are the person that people want to come to to have the surgery done so you've got to share your expertise and credentials with them you wouldn't go to a neurosurgeon and go oh I couldn't see anything about you on your website but I'm here anyway so it's exactly the same. That's what a practice model is. It's a specialist. So. There's some really good promise in there. It's just sequencing. It's just order and sequencing. So 12 learnings. 12 now. Damn. We yes. 10, didn't we? No, no, 12 is good. <laughs> so we have 12 learnings. If you have a slide at the top, make it move at a good speed without anybody having to click anything mm. and number two optimize for mobile number three be clear on the offer so that the visitor to your website is 100 clear on what you offer yeah number four 
have the contact and geographical information above the fold. On your contact page. On your yeah. contact page. Mm. Number six, consistency of words. Don't use contact us, call us, email us, stay in touch, yeah. um, you know, give us a shout, etc. Just be consistent with words. Number seven, focus on solving the problem, not how clever mm. you are. And number eight, avoid shopping lists. At least at the start, if you need to have them, put them at the end mm -hmm. and instead start with the solution. Mm -hmm. Number nine, your photos tell a story. Yep. Make sure that is the story you yeah, want. Yeah, and they're relevant again to the person seeing them. Number 10, the uh, homepage above the fold is your most precious real estate. Mm. Have one compelling message on it. Yeah. Number 11, keep the navigation bar simple. Don't mm -hmm. have too many buttons in the navigation bar. Mm -hmm. And number 12, show the team. Yeah, yeah. Unless, again, you're a model that doesn't have one, but in which case you should be showing off your tech or, show, you know what I mean? There's got to be something that says this is how this business mm -hmm. operates, whether it's a people engine or a tech engine or whatever it is. There's something running that business. Yeah. Welcome back. So make it easy, optimize for mobile, be clear on the offer, make it really easy to contact you, have one clear call to action above the fold, be consistent, focus on the solution, avoid shopping lists, use images to cut through the clutter, treat the above fold of your homepage for what it is, the most precious real estate you have on your website. Keep the navigation bar simple and show the team. So have a look at your website and see whether any of these points, any of these thoughts Melissa shared with you might help you. The website we actually went through in this episode still has a long way to go, still very much a work in progress, so little to inspire you, not worth your while. But there are three other websites that I would love you to have a look at. They are really good. The first one is by a bookkeeping business in Melbourne, Top Bookkeepers. Have a look at the video that plays above the fold on their homepage. Very well done. Here's Brad Pack, the head of Top Bookkeepers, telling you how they created this video. My wife had that idea. So she she's involved in the business a little bit um, and or a lot. And she was doing a seminar. I don't know if you know Dale Beaumont. Is he runs the seminars where he helps you with your business. And she was involved in that. And uh, she met someone at the seminar who does web building. But I don't think it had much to do with the web builder, the whole uh, idea. That was Romy's idea. She got a, a film crew to come in. I, at the time, my kids were quite young. So We coaxed a couple of friends to bring kids around and, and um, Romy sort of directed the film. Yeah, and then yeah it's amazing. It's incredibly well done. No, thank you. Uh, how did you film it? Did you film it on an iPhone or did you actually have a camera crew? Yeah, we had a camera crew come. So we had a professional guy that came and did the filming. And the editing then and the editing, put it all yeah. together. Yeah. The second website to inspire you is the one of Elevate Accounting in Sydney. They just won Business Advisory Firm of the Year from the Australian Accounting Awards by Momentum Media. Very well designed, clear funnels, and they, interestingly enough, they do have shopping lists, which shows it all depends. 
And the third website is by Melissa's accountant, Nathan Watt in Brisbane. Melissa mentions him in episode 240. My personal accountant now is brilliant. He has a really great style. He's a headline master. And I actually, he's the first accountant I've ever had. I actually do read some of his stuff because I go, oh, oh, yeah. Is he reminding me of something that I didn't know about? Oh, gosh. So, and he's, he gets them out regularly. He gets them out at a good time of day. What is your accountant's name? I would love to have a look at his newsletter. Oh, it's Nathan Watts and his business is Watson and Watt. I, yeah, I, I love them. They're really quirky. So, yeah, he's, he's a smart, he's a woman, babe. He's, he's a smart operator, Nathan. And he's come out of a larger firm. I think he's taken the best of it and brought it into his business. He might agree with it. So I had a look at Nathan's website and was blown away, not just by his website, but by his entire marketing machine, his entire funnel. So I reached out to Nathan and over the next two episodes, you will find out how Nathan designed his funnel. So have a look at these three websites and then compare them with yours. See what you like and don't like. Before we finish, let me just quickly play you some thoughts I recorded straight after my talk with Melissa. In addition to all the gold and all the really good advice that Melissa shared with you, I would, I would like to give my five cents worth to it. The first one is, with a sufficiently large budget, a professional web designer will always give you a better design than what you could ever create yourself. But the emphasis is on sufficiently large budget. It all depends on how much you put in, how much money you put in if you don't do it yourself, and how much time and effort and a willingness to learn you put in when you do it yourself. Because when you engage a web designer through Fiverr for $5, I'm pretty sure that you probably will produce something much better if you put the required time and effort in. But on the other hand, of course, if you pay $20,000 for a design, then of course you will get something stunning that is better than anything you could produce. Thought number two. Every outstanding website has been designed by a professional, but not every website designed by a professional is outstanding. And the best example of that is the top 100 accounting firms' websites. Some of those are not great. I'm pretty sure that most of these would have been designed by a web designer or at least by somebody who has some experience in, in web design and not all of them look great. So take it or with a healthy dose of professional skepticism. Number three, and that's exactly my third point, sorry. Number three, even when you engage a professional, assess what they produce. Not every professional will give you value for money. Number four, you don't sell web designs. Your business is something else, accounting, best, financial advice, you name it. And so focus on that. And don't get teased away from your core business. Keep the eyes on the ball, meaning your core business. Number five. Now I'm contradicting myself. Now I'm contradicting number four. Working on your website's design helps you to get clearer on your brand, your purpose, who you want to be, what you want your practice to look and feel like. Writing the website's headlines, text, choosing photos, all this helps you to work out what you stand for. So it is a question of balance. Don't spend too much time on your website's design, but spend enough. And the last point, number six, believe in incremental improvement. You probably won't work it all out at once in one step, but keep learning, adjusting, change your design as you slowly work things out. So these were my five cents worth about this 
topic of web design, but it is just the view of a complete amateur. Now, we have spoken a lot about your website, but your website is just one part of your marketing funnel. So in the next episode, episode 250, Nathan Watson and Ward will tell you how he designed his funnel and thanks to that, grew his practice from zero to over 100 client groups. So not clients, but client groups. Over 100 client groups within less than three years. Until then, thank you for listening and thank you to Class for their support. Bye for now and see you in the next episode.